Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Indiana Sports Talk on this Saturday night. I'm Matt Taylor, radio voice of the Indianapolis Colts, filling in for Bob Lovell here in the summertime. Hopefully everybody's off to a fantastic summer and holiday weekend. With that, we're going to spend a lot of time talking up the Colts as a team. The Colts are about three weeks away from reporting for training camp up at Grand, Far- uh, Grand Park up in Westfield, Indiana. We'll talk about some IndyCar coming up this weekend as well. The Indy Honda 200 in Mid-Ohio coming up tomorrow as well. And also the Cincinnati Reds are rolling. I know they lost this afternoon, but so far so good here at the midway point for the Reds. They're in first place in the NL Central. Parker Webster is our producer tonight. Eddie Garrison has you on the updates all night long. And with that, here's Eddie with our first scoreboard update of the night. Eddie, take it away. Thank you, Mate. A pleasure to work with you tonight. Looking forward to a fun night with you and Parker Webster. Let's highlight some baseball scores. Chicago Cubs, Cleveland Guardians, they never got started. They are currently in a rain delay out in Chicago. The St. Louis Cardinals, New York Yankees had a double header. Game one went to the Cardinals 11-4. Three of the four runs for the Yankees came at the top of the ninth after a rain delay after the top of the seventh inning. Doubleheader game number two. Yankees lead the St. Louis Cardinals right now 3-2. That's in the bottom of the third. The Padres defeated the Reds 12-5. The White Sox lost to the Athletics 7-6 in extras. And we got some minor league scores to get to as well. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Matt Taylor filling in tonight for Bob Lovell. On the radio voice of the Indianapolis Colts, we'll spend a lot of time on football tonight. IndyCar as well. In just a moment, we'll visit with Marshall Pruitt from Racer.com and Racer Magazine. The IndyCar Series live in action coming up tomorrow at the Mid-Ohio race course. Uh, the Indy Honda 200 coming up tomorrow afternoon. We saw earlier today. Simon Pagano got in a wicked, wicked accident uh, during qualifying yesterday. Man, that was nasty. Uh, saw the the social media uh, highlights, if you will, of that accident. He barrel rolled in his car about six times and um, came out unscathed. Uh, completely remarkable that, um, by all accounts, he is okay and in a position where he's going to be able to race tomorrow, we think he's going to have to go through some tests. Uh, I read tomorrow morning and then uh, be reevaluated, if you will, to be able to drive tomorrow afternoon at mid Ohio, but scary, scary accident for Simon Pagano. And uh, he called that the, the by, by far the scariest accident uh, so far in his IndyCar career. So we'll talk about that. A little bit later on and throughout the night, IndyCar tomorrow, the Cincinnati Reds and Major League Baseball continue on. The Reds lost 12-5 to today, but they continue to absolutely roll. They are in first place 
in the National League Central. We'll talk with Charlie Clifford a little bit later on tonight. You remember Charlie from Wish TV in Indianapolis. He's now uh, in the Queen City. He's a reporter in Cincinnati for NBC5 covering the Reds and all sports at NBC5 in Cincinnati. So we'll talk to him coming up a little bit later on tonight as well. We're with you until midnight Eastern time tonight. But as we said, a lot of Colts tonight. And the Colts report to Grand Park in less than three weeks. Training camp schedule, that was released earlier this week as well. And head to Colts.com slash camp for all the details. Colts camp is presented by Corson Fire and Security and it's coming back. 13 free uh, practices with open bleacher seating, a wide range of family-friendly activities, and, of course, the chance to get up close and personal with Colts players. Colts training camp kicks off on Wednesday, July 26th. So today is day number one of the month of July. Summer just keeps on rolling. Hard to believe that we are here where we are, where we're at, I should say, in the calendar. But um, July 26th, the day in which training camp opens, it will conclude with joint practices with the Chicago Bears on August 16th and 17th. Again, head to Colts.com slash camp for more information and to reserve your free ticket. It is free. It is open to the public. I don't know what the number is off the top of my head, but as of last year, I think as of last July and August, the number of teams that were still doing training camp off-site, in front of fans, prioritizing that, man, it's just minuscule compared to what it used to be. NFL teams just don't do that anymore like they used to, but the Colts do it right, man. Uh, I know they're going to have one week less of training camp compared to years past because that last week of camp, the Colts are going to be hosting or not hosting, but will be participating in joint practices with the Eagles in Philadelphia. That kind of cuts into the number of days that would be available for fans up at Grand Park in Westfield. But uh, by and large, most NFL teams now, they kind of shut it down. Uh, they are in seclusion and they do training camp kind of at the team facility, closed off to fans or at the very least, only a handful of days. The Colts, they're wide open, man. It is free. It is open to the public. Come one, come all. I mean, the you know, you're looking at six, 7,000 fans that can come watch the Colts on a daily basis uh, up at Graham Park. And with that, with Colts season on the horizon, later on tonight, we're going to do some 4th of July and Indianapolis Colts comparisons, right? The best part about the 4th of July for me, fireworks. I love fireworks. I do. I'm not so much into blowing them up. I'm not so much into, you know, spending my own money and blowing up fireworks and and risking, you know, limbs and digits like fingers and toes. But I do love going to the local borough, you know, the, the local uh, suburb city, if you will, and watching the local fireworks show about 16,000 July 4th fireworks displays happen across the country every year. And those are happening around the area tonight. Uh, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, going into July 4th, coming up on Tuesday. So incredibly excited to watch some fireworks this weekend. Hey, welcome back to Indiana sports talk. Once again, I'm Matt Taylor filling in for Bob Lovell on his summer retreat. 
I handle radio duties play-by-play for the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts are less than a month away from reporting for training camp up at Grand Park in Westfield, Indiana. We'll talk about that for a lot of the night tonight, but we got a lot planned in regards to the Colts. We're going to hear from head coach Shane Steichen, wide receiver Ashton Doolin, also left tackle Bernard Ryman, and also have some fun talking some 4th of July on which players for the Colts are going to provide fireworks in 2023. But the IndyCar Series is in action this weekend, so we lead off with that. It's the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio coming up tomorrow. And joining us now to talk that up is Marshall Pruitt, IndyCar Insider from Racer Magazine and Racer.com. And Marshall, we're at the kind of at the halfway point of the IndyCar Series. Eight of the 17 races are in the books Alex Pillow has just been dominant. He's won three of the last four races. Uh, he's been P1 on four of the last five on-track weekends. He's got a 74-point lead going into the weekend. How surprised have you been with him so far this season? Did you see this coming in terms of his dominance so far? Absolutely did not, Matt. And that's the, the big story so far this season. He had a terrible 2022, self-induced wasn't getting paid what he wanted tried to orchestrate a exit from his chip ganassi racing team trying to leave for the rival era mclaren outfit Mm -hmm. tried to get more money ganassi ganassi said no you signed a contract honor it whole bunch of histrionics followed that took a big toll it really derailed his season coming off of championship caliber year in 2021 winning the championship as an indycar sophomore right very first year with chip ganassi among the most impressive things we have seen in a really long time in indycar and so you're thinking wow look at what this guy did brand new to indycar never seen an oval before his rookie year this guy has so much headspace how high can he go and so coming off that championship year in 2021 matt we're thinking Mm -hmm. well watch out and a nosedive. <laughs> absolutely, you know, uh, the proverbial uh, fart in church here. Just, <laughs> wow, no way. Self-induced. Uh, he was highly distracted. Did manage to reconcile with the Ganassi team. Signed a one-year extension. He was already under contract. But just want to give a little bit of the background here because it really does inform where we are today. He was under a multi-year contract as it was. They, quote, reconciled, but he got what he wanted, which was the ability to leave after 2023. He got all that sorted out last year at the very final race, round 17 at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And for the first time in 2022, the final race of his reign as champion, he was nowhere near to a defending. Uh, He goes out and destroys the field, Matt. Just, it was as if he was an adult racing among children Mm -hmm. and ridiculous how badly he crushed the field it just showed us a glimpse and that's the first time he'd ever done that in indycar owned a race like we'd never seen what we thought then was well okay so he's back and watch out 2023 this guy is going to come into the new season fully secured getting paid more than ever knowing he's free to leave at the end of the year if he wants and this guy is going to be just the lightest, easiest, most devastating version of himself. No doubt. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Let's get Marshall Pruitt from Racer.com and Racer Magazine talking about the dominance of Alex Pillow and Certainly didn't start out that way to begin the IndyCar series, but the month of May uh, and certainly here in June, he has been absolutely dominant, and he leads the IndyCar series from a championship point standpoint by a wide margin with 74 points going into tomorrow's race, the Indy Honda 200. Simon Pagano with a wicked crash today as well on qualifying. We'll talk about that coming up. Later on tonight, here's Eddie Garrison with another sports update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Thank you, Matt. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. Offseason is officially underway for the National Basketball Association. Free agency opened up yesterday at 6 o'clock, and the Indiana Pacers made a move prior to that with a trade with Sacramento that sent Chris Duarte to the Kings for draft compensation. That's for Shams Charania of the Athletic and Stadium. No official word on the compensation that the Pacers received from Sacramento. The next move they made was their first signing and only signing to this point in terms of a free agent. Forward and former champion Bruce Brown of the Denver Nuggets to a two-year $45 million contract with a team option on the second year year that was yesterday afternoon and then early early this morning late last night around 12 15 the indiana pacers and tyrese halliburton agreed to a five-year extension that can be worth up to 260 million dollars and then today the indiana pacers acquired nicks forward obi toppin for two future second round picks and major league baseball right now they're at the top of the fifth St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Yankees, 3-2 to two advantage still for the New York Yankees. In minor league baseball, late counting captains, they lead the Fort Wayne 10 caps as that goes into the top half of the ninth inning. And the South Bend Cubs fall once again to the Beloit Skycarp. Tonight's final, 6-5. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Matt Taylor in for Bob Lovell tonight. Coming up tomorrow, it's the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. Marshall Pruitt from Racer.com and Racer Magazine is back on the line with us for another segment. Uh, Marshall, we talked about the dominance of Alex Pillow before we broke. His teammate Marcus Erickson from Ganassi sits in second. So outside of those two guys, who's been the most surprising driver to you so far in the IndyCar series as we're about at the halfway point? I would have to look at Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing's Christian Lingard mm-hmm. as one of the top names mentioned going into tomorrow's race. He's holding 11th in the championship, could easily be in the top. He's just two points out of the top 10. This is with a team that has just failed to meet any minimum expectations for the season. That's something they'll tell you outright. They are so disappointed. They're the team that came in thinking they had all the right players, all the right coaches, all the right – the whole infrastructure is perfect to go on IndyCar equivalent of a Super Bowl run, and they're scraping near the bottom of the barrel. Earned a pole, which is great for him, but uh, that kid's really stood out 
in a season with a team where he's in 11th place, three-car team. His closest teammate, Graham Rahal, is in 17th. Their other teammate, Jack Harvey, 25th. So he is standing out in his tribe. Would say they've had a little bit of a soft run lately, but the very small upcoming team, Hunkos Hollinger Racing, their driver, Callum Eilat, he's still 14th in the standings. He's currently between Romain Groschamp from Andretti Autosport and Reims VK from Ed Carpenter Racing. And I think in any season, a uh, second-year driver like Eilat, who is certainly Formula One caliber, former Ferrari Formula One test driver, they're still overachieving. They are the undisputed Davids to the rest of the Goliaths and IndyCar. So uh, for sure, Eilat's one to watch. And then the last one that I'll mention here, Matt, is Santino Ferrucci. Not brand new to IndyCar by any means. Still a young kid, but he's driving for a rebuilding A.J. Foyt racing team. And the Foyts, despite being among the most beloved in all of IndyCar forever, seemingly, they have indeed been bottom of the barrel among all the teams for many years now. And the team has done multiple rebuilds, right? Driver changes galore engineering changes galore chief mechanic like they have tried to change everything in the hope of getting back on track and nothing has worked except for this season santino ferrucci punching well above his weight sitting 16th in the championship right now and if you look at where they were last year matt they were deep in the 20s they were really truly nowhere in contention the fact that they're sitting 16th out of 27 full-time cars might not sound like a big victory, but good Lord, this is just evidence of really strong work by them to improve themselves. They're not in a position to win yet. Got to give them a little bit of time, but they really have probably been the biggest producers of surprises and upsets this season. Marshall, I want to go down to Joseph Newgarden. He sits third in the point standings, and obviously the highlight of his season so far is winning the Indianapolis 500 after 12 career tries. Curious, I mean, you're around the sport every day. You you cover these guys on a consistent basis. You're around them all the time. With Joseph in mind, Marshall, how have you seen a, a change in his personality or maybe his demeanor since that win? Can you sense that he's maybe a new guy or a different guy in a positive way because of the, the weight that's been lifted off his shoulders? Haven't. And I wouldn't expect to, I mean, there, there is, I'm sure privately in, in confines of spaces you and I and everyone else wouldn't see. Right. I'm sure there's an extra deep breath or two knowing that as a two time IndyCar champion, he also has an Indianapolis 500 win that can never be taken away. It'll always, he'll always be introduced now and going forward forever as Indy 500 winner. That's an amazing thing for him. And yet he is driven by such intense levels of dissatisfaction that I don't know if that will ever change. And if it does, that's probably when we are attending his retirement press conference Mm -hmm. this is somebody who even while winning five races last year was brutally disappointed most of the time and to have lost to his teammate will power who won the championship uh new garden is one of those select breeds of elite champions we find across 
all manner of sports where you go, he's fun and he's got a you know great personality and we love some of the, the jokey, lighter stuff that he does through social media or whatever. But when he's at work, right, I think of him in a lot of parallels to a Tom Brady where you go, Brady won everything, <laughs> right? The guy won everything. How often did he look happy? Mm-hmm. He looked happy standing up there celebrating, raising the Lombardi trophy, you know, having won the Super Bowl. And you'll get smiles for a couple days, but then you go back to this scowl. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, might have won the game by 20 points, but it should have been by 30. Because someone missed a route, someone did something wrong. There's a couple of major athletes we can think of that fit into Kobe Bryant was another one, right? Never satisfied. Always could find something to improve. That's Newgarden. And I appreciate that about him. And I would say that side of him, Matt, is really something that we saw for the first time when he moved to Team Penske. Because then he realized there were truly no excuses. Not winning a championship was a failure. Finishing second or third was by no means a good season and something to mildly celebrate. That was a crushing result to a guy like Newgarden, who knows. Anything other than a championship is truly a failure for us. Winning Indy is amazing, but that doesn't change this guy's core approach to the sport, which is brutal and unflinching, but why it's made him, I would probably say, uh, at least the best American driver of his generation. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's Marshall Pruitt from Racer.com and Racer Magazine. It's the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio tomorrow for the IndyCar Series. Marshall, thanks so much for your time tonight. Have a great weekend. Thank you, brother. That's Marshall Pruitt talking up some IndyCar. When we come back, we're going from the racetrack to the gridiron. We'll talk some Colts football next on Indiana Sports Talk.